But when they say 17% body fat, do they mean 27? Because that's what I'm looking at. I think they mean 17% in his ass cheeks. Only on ESPN New Hampshire. Young Jeezy. Yeah. I like it. Jeezy. Put on for my city. Third and final hour here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. Ashish Sharma, Brian Roach, and Mark LaSalle taking you up till 2 p.m. this afternoon. We've got five questions with Brian coming up in uh, 20 minutes, I believe. Yeah, yeah. 20? You believe? I believe. I believe 20 minutes or so. I mean, sometimes we go over. I know. believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. <laughs> I believe that we will win. I believe oh, that we it. will stop win. Stop Game four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, getting back into the Celtics. The Celtics will win. Uh, finally showed some heart yesterday after the first two games. Like, well, again, their I, bench actually showed up. Their bench actually showed up. And, and like honestly, like Isaiah Thomas had every excuse not to show up in games one and two, yeah. considering what happened to his sister. Everyone Literally else just didn't show up. The day before, <laughs> Inspirational. His first, uh, like his sister freaking dies the day before he's taking the floor for game one of the playoff run for the Celtics, and he's the only one that actually shows up and plays with heart. Yeah, it was inspiring, game one and game two, and then, you know, It was inspiring watching Isaiah Thomas, but it was really... Um, yeah, that's what I mean. It, it was sickening watching the rest of the guys. It's like, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm sorry, did, did y'all's sisters die too? Like, seriously, yeah. he's the one who lost a family member just the day before, and he's the one going out there and dropping 33 in game one. And, and what I, are you guys doing? And I kind of want, I, I kind of want to know if like Isaiah Thomas kind of addressed this kind of issue to the team because it's a very sensitive topic. And anytime you go through that, I mean, it's beyond this world. You know, you, you don't want to ever go through with it. Um, but with Isaiah Thomas, I kind of wonder if he like approached the team like before game four, uh, three. Or if it was during, like, after game two where he just kind of said, you know, guys, my sister just passed away, and I'm playing with the most heart on this team. I need more help. And I I felt like last night there was kind of like a sense of urgency right from the start where the mentality kind of increased. And that may be because Rajon Rondo's absence, maybe it kind of gave him a little more life to say, you know, maybe we can win this series because Rajon Rondo's not playing anymore. But I saw, like, a little uh, uh, different demeanor out of Al Horford specifically where he's getting called out throughout the week mm-hmm. to say you're not worth $28 million oh, certainly not. per year. He's never been. He, he's never been. But <laughs> he's the new Pablo Sandoval. <laughs> he's worse than uh, he, he's considering, he got, considering the money he's making, yeah. You he's worse. And also, it's there's worse. a cap in the NBA. It's a soft cap, but there's right. a cap. At least with Pablo Sandoval, all you have to worry about is the luxury tax. But right, but, but as my, long as his belt doesn't point break, is, we're all good. Th- there's more energy out of this guy, and I th- I think it is like feeding off of Isaiah Thomas because they want to do it for China. They want to do it for Isaiah. And, and for the Thomas family. Well, I, I don't know how much of it is honestly for Isaiah Thomas because if that was the case, they would have shown more, more heart in games one and two. Right. They came out flat. I think that maybe if you want to look at anything as the source of this newfound energy, it's not just that their ass is on the hot seat right now and they're kind of feeling that pressure and that sense of urgency. True. I think that part of it could be the voicemail that they got from Kevin Garnett. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah. yeah. KG left the team uh, in true KG fashion, an expletive-laced tirade about how they need to step up their game. And Avery Bradley talked about it after the game, and he said that actually gave us a shot in the arm that gave us the boost that we needed. Avery Bradley, I think the only guy on the roster that played with KG, right? Now that I think well, about it, I think, yeah. Uh, you, you He's know, the guy that he said, like, right. you know, it kind of made Kelly. me feel. No, it wasn't Kelly? No, Kelly no, Olenek came on after, no. I believe Kevin Garnett was already gone by the time Kelly Olenek came. Yeah, but, I think it was just Avery. But he, he said that it felt like Kevin was back in our locker Isn't room. Isn't that kind of like? Tampering because what? isn't 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 Kevin Garnett uh, a special assistant to the Fred Clippers? LA Clippers, yeah, yeah, but he's also on Area Twenty One well, on TNT. Yeah, play, he's kind. I don't know. Lounge. It's kind of an ambiguous role with <laughs> yeah. Kevin Garnett right now. He's I don't doing know everything. It's, I mean, and again, it's not really tampering because he's not, he's just reaching out. Well, it's not because the thing is. You know, if let's say I'm, you know, you and I are friends, we play on different teams, I've been eliminated, although he, the Clippers are still very much in it. <laughs> right. I'm reaching out. It's kind of one of those weird things where, I don't know if you guys remember this, in 07, Kevin Millar, when he was an active member of the Baltimore Orioles throughout the first pitch in the 2007 ALCS at Fenway for the Red Sox against the Indians. Yeah. And Terry Francona was asked about it, and he said only Millar can be an active member of a division opponent, and he can come out and throw out the first pitch at Fenway and no one will say a word. 
it's kind of like that with Kevin Garnett. It's like he can Well, yeah, he, but that's a first pitch, not like a speech to get I, a I team mean, who motivated. Knows? Maybe only Kevin Garnett, while yeah. actively sort of working for another organization in some kind of ambiguous role, can call into the Celtics and be like, well, I mean, you're kind of working for the Clippers, though. Should right. you be firing them up? Right. I mean, I guess the one thing you can say is, well, the Clippers are on the West, Celtics are on the East. The chances of those two meeting in the finals are very... Unlikely. Well, yeah, because Golden State's ki- winning that. But it's yeah. still kind of weird, actually, now that I think about <laughs> right. it. Right. And I don't know exactly what the role is with the Clippers because, as you said, he is on TNT with Area 21, and they gave him his own bleep button and everything. So, yeah. again, I, I until I know more about the position with the Clippers, I do know that he is kind of there on some sort of executive Personnel role. Personnel operations. But it's kind of like a very vague, like, hey, right. why don't you just hang yeah. around and just kind of be like a de facto that, that's exactly what it is. in I'll, the office. I'll feed, give you, us, yeah. I'll feed you some money while you just talk to the players. Just about, talk to the players yeah. and make some appearances. I don't think it's an actual, like, like does he get a W-2 form? It's like you're actually working for the <laughs> It's probably a 1099. <laughs> it's a contract role. <laughs> going, back to, go, going back to the series. Um, it is tax season. So. I, I do, <laughs> I do enjoy the switch um, that Brad Stevens implemented um, in yesterday's game, starting Joe Green over Amir Johnson. Oh yeah, Amir Johnson sucks. And not only that, I, I mean he is what he is. Energy, energy. energy. Yeah. That's exactly right. I, I think if and you're you gonna, saw it in the you first can't quarter. get out rebounded that amount of times and, and be fine with it. Right. Like Stevens literally came out and said, you know what, this has got to end. I got to make an adjustment. Yeah. We have to put in guys that want to play, right? That want to put in the effort. Joe Green, every time he steps onto the floor, he puts he, out the effort. Yeah, he brings some kind of effort, whether that's scoring production, whether that's rebounding, well, know, and, looking for the open guys. And you saw it in the first quarter. He had a couple assists. He made a couple shots. He sure. had a couple rebounds. But in order for you to um, have a say in this battle, that this big bout that you're having with the Chicago Bulls, yeah. You really need to bring some kind of creativity, and, and which and uh, which you shouldn't have to because the Chicago Bulls are your prototypical eight seed. Yeah, yeah, they they are an actual eight seed, and you're a fake number one. You're a fake number one, exactly. And yeah. that, that's the problem. You're number one. You're based a on, fake number one based on the Cavs tanking. The yeah, that's the thing. And we talked we talked about this a couple yeah. weeks ago when the when last the seating week. wasn't no 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 oh, when the seating wasn't ago, yeah. a final. We said that the Cavs don't give a crap about where they end up. They know they're going to the finals. They don't care who they have to face in the first, second, and third rounds in the Eastern Conference playoffs. They don't care if they're a number two. They have seed, to go through the Bucks. <laughs> oh my God, the big scary Bucks! They might play nice. something for the hashtag Cavs. Fear the Deer. Play the dinosaur song. They, they might play. Go. They might play something from the Three Musketeers for the Cavs. You guys oh, joke. We don't know, but you but guys joke. Is, I think the Bucks could give a run. For I, they for could, the but money. my overall Giannis, point here. Giannis no, but really my overall good. point is the Cavs did not care. Right. Oh yeah. Where they ended up. They, I mean, they saw the Celtics and they're like, "Oh, the Celtics want to make a run at the f- number one seed. Fine, good go for, for them. Good, go for it. We, we'll, we'll, go beat, as, we'll beat them at the Garden. Just yeah, to shove we'll it go in, their in face. as a number two, a number three, or a number four. We don't care. We know that we're probably getting to the finals. For the Celtics, it's a bigger deal for them getting the number one seed than it is for us not getting the number one seed. Right. But do you know why the Celtics lost game one and game two? Because they effort. Yeah, effort, oh, the, Brian. Just it's just it's just effort. Like I 50, said, 50 no, balls. Chicago's gang after. And you would think that everything that happened just the day before Isaiah Thomas losing his sister, committing to play in game one, well, I was shocked that he even I, played. I, yeah, not only what? that I, effort, but the effort on the glass in in general. Yeah, like, yeah. On, that's what I mean. on the on the defensive glass. Just get a rebound. Box out. Like, don't just stand there and watch guys out rebound you. Do something about it. Right. Elbow them in the face. It's okay. To to Ashish's <laughs> point though. I mean the uh, the cl- the cliche I guess would be to go out and play with a force because you know you're sad and you're angry about what happened to Isaiah's um, sister, but I think it really caught up to him. Like you're looking at Isaiah crying on the sidelines before the game with Avery Bradley. You know I, I think it got to an uh, emotional standard where you didn't really you you didn't really want to get into that that deep. Because it's such a touch, touchy subject. And I'm not saying Isaiah shouldn't have showed his emotions. He definitely should have. But with Avery Bradley getting into it, Kelly, there's such a, a family-oriented um, team that this may have had a huge impact in the first two games because they were sad for Isaiah. Yeah. And I know you want to go out there and play as much as you can, but in the back of your head, you're still thinking about it. Like Isaiah Thomas, he shot like 90%, 89% from the free throw line, you know, for for the season. 
Yeah, and right? then he missed. He missed four straight, five straight free throws in that game. So I think you know having that in back of your head. It, it's, well, the MVP chants don't help. That too. I I mean, it was just an emotional day. I, I know, in but I don't I don't understand the crowd's mentality. Well, it was the loudest MVP chant I've ever heard, and that was obviously to show him that hey, we have your back. Right, but when a guy is emotionally frazzled at the free throw line and fragile, yeah, at that. So your argument is that like, don't keep reminding him. Yes. you're chanting MVP to yeah. show that you have his back. Fine, but every time you do that, you're reminding him of why of you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at least when he's in the game. It's a distraction, and a lot of people... Look, there was also a debate on whether or not Isaiah Thomas should have played in Game 1, and I think he should have done what was best for him. Yeah. And obviously, look, I the agree. game Playing served as a distraction. Right. I mean, as if it's healthy, because I don't think he was he was able to fly out to Seattle until after Game 2, right? That was nope. not an option. Right. Yep. He had to wait until... So what, sitting at home alone in the dark was healthier than going out and actually using the well, game as an outlet? Granted, yeah, a lot of people had a problem with him not getting the privacy to mourn uh, in his own home, in the privacy of his own home with his own loved ones. Instead, he was doing it on a national stage, publicly in front of everyone. Fine, I understand that perspective as well. But, I mean, if this is going to serve as a distraction for something that very tr- uh, that something that happened so tragically in his life, then let him do it. Oh, yeah, he had to make his own judgment. And a lot of people were saying, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think he should play. And my response to that, you know, was like, who are you to say that? No, I, I think it's it's respectful to go out there and play for your sister. But I thought it was disrespectful how the Celtics came out in game one and game two for Isaiah. And I think the motive behind that was because they were going through this emotional stage where it just caught up to him too much. It really did. Like, they were too sad about it, you know, and... You have to, as much as as it hurts, you have to block out the noise and leave it off the court and play with with a, a different mindset. Because if you get caught up in that, like like say you know this happened like uh, game two and game three, right? Um, the Celtics would be down three zero, and that's not only because of effort, it's not only because of poor basketball, it's not only bad because Stevens didn't come out with the right lineup. It's because their energy wasn't there because of right. the sadness. And I think it was ballsy of Stevens. You bring up Brad Stevens to, well, not not ballsy. That's probably the wrong word because Amir Johnson is kind of useless. So we are benching about him. This. No, I'm just saying that. <laughs> Go with the <laughs> like smaller that, yeah. lineup. <laughs> Going with the smaller lineup. Yeah. I, I don't think it was. After be- getting out-rebounded. Right. Offensive glass. <laughs> I mean, right. they, they got out-rebounded, what, 20, 20, re- 20 offensive rebounds in game one. They had 11 in game two. And then they have uh, 15 in Game 3. And I'm telling you right they now. They need to get Robin Lopez off. They do. The court somehow. They, somehow, <laughs> some way. But you know you know how you do it is you go to the hoop. Right. You you yeah. commit fouls. You, you, you attack the basket as much as possible. Like Terry Rozier, I'm telling you right now, he may be the X Factor moving forward because yeah. he has that mentality just to go to the hoop. And either you know get fouled or make a shot. And he's fearless. Like he's he is fearless, not afraid exactly. to take shots. Like he'd get the ball and he just without hesitation just fire a shot. It didn't always go in. He did hit a three last night. He, uh, might, he, he had, had a couple. He yeah, had he a had couple. Had but he also no, missed three. Yeah. But he, he missed he yeah. missed a few too. But yeah, I like that there was no hesitation. Mm-hmm. He had eight of his eleven in the fourth. His so. work ethic. I'm not saying he's just like him, but his work ethic and his energy on the court is Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Like, he has that Without just the speedy mentality just to go the hoop, and whatever happens, happens. It may be out of control, but for the most part, it sometimes works. Louisville represent. And that's, and that's how you win playoff series, playoff games, is it's not always the guys you expect. Right. No. Look back over the course of... Look at the uh, first game. P.J. Look at, Brown, look, yeah, look at every Posey. Bobby it's, Portis. It's Bobby Portis. It's not <laughs> always the guys that you expect. It's not always Isaiah Thomas. It's not always Jimmy Butler. You need that random-ass guy to just step up. It's like, whoa, where the hell did he come from? Bobby Portis. You know, Bobby zip, Portis. Sir. And that was zip, embarrassing zip, zip. that Bobby Portis <laughs> took a zip at that hoop. had oh, a career man. night in game one. After a, He's a second-year player, right? Yeah. After an underwhelming two years to start his career. I mean, people were they were comparing him, people, media analysts, we're comparing him to KG. I think I think yeah, he would. Well, I, his intensity. I I I would have wanted the Celtics to draft draft Portis. I I thought Portis was a decent player in yeah. college. Um, I, I didn't really think highly of him. Yeah. But I thought he was going to be an energy guy, kind of like a, a he's Kenneth a, Reed. He's a better rebounder. Yeah. He. Well, no, he's saying, basically like, just Kelly Olynyk. No. 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 Without no. the shooting. No. 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 I. I th- he I can think rebound. He's and way he's physical. different. 
Yeah, I compare him to oh, Ke- Linux Ke- physical. Remember what he did to Kevin Love a couple years ago? <laughs> I, I he was com- trying to get out of the way. <laughs> I Kevin compare- Love's fragile. I honestly compare him to like Kenneth Reed. You know Kenneth Reed yeah, from of the course, Denver Manimal. Nuggets. Manimal. I, I think he has that energy. He has that knack to grab 50-50 balls. And moving into this series, guys, okay, it's game four tomorrow. They really just need to step up that energy. They just keep they have to keep it on track. What's good is that Rondo is indefinitely out. <laughs> right. But again, but it just goes that. back to how pathetic that yeah, is that, that they need it. It is pathetic, but that's but that's you know the what? reason screw they're it. gonna it's win the this series. Screw it, it's the playoffs. I'll take it anything. I at mean this it's point. A, when, uh, uh what year was it? Um was it uh Golden State Warriors who didn't play a single good point guard to get to the finals? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of them got hurt. <laughs> but the Bulls, so, so the Bulls had. Uh, Curry's their point guard. Yes, they played teams that didn't have. They played teams that point, didn't guards. Have point guards. Gotcha. <laughs> well, I thought you meant they didn't play on their roster yes. any good point guards. I was like, well, they have no, names no, because Chris Paul got hurt, and I think um, uh, Patrick Beverly was out again with okay. Houston. Yeah, gotcha. But guys, gotcha. the way you get over, or, you know, overcome the loose ends of offensive rebounding is having an energy squad out there. Because you can't get all, I mean, offensive rebounds, they come in 50-50 balls. They come with long rebounds, you know, from, from a shot from deep. You know, Jimmy Butler, he misses shots. Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler went like 5 for 17 through like the third quarter. And, and then Dwayne Wade misses shots. Merrill is on fire. So, I mean, he, he's uh, First game it wasn't, second game he was. Second game it was. Last night he hit some big shots. Yeah. So, I think the way that you got to somehow out-rebound them is your work ethic and the energy. The energy has to be there because you need to bring it every single game. This is a playoff atmosphere. you got to bring it. Double-team Robin Lopez. You're playing in Chicago. (laughs) You're playing in Chicago. You're fighting. Brad Stevens is fighting for Mm. his, um, I guess, uh, reputation. reputation. His reputation of being a one-and-done coach. Yeah. I mean, you talk about the Cavs series not right. being one and done. It still is a one and done. Was he like, now? I was, he got three, three and ten. Like in I was telling games. Mark the other day that he's yeah. turning into Jerry Sloan, but then Mark was like, at least Jerry Sloan got to the finals a couple times and lost to the right. Michael Jordan led Chicago Bulls. Right. right. So it's kind of like an unfair comparison to Sloan. I mean, you to say that Brad Stevens is turning into that. At least he got to the finals a few times. You can blame the talent, but you have to play with what you have. Danny Ainge went out and got guys like Al Harford, Jake Crowder, great trade. Isaiah Thomas, great trade. So I, I think they have to put it all together, and they just need to be a complete team, not only in the regular season, but in the postseason. Right. And, and just show that teams, we're serious. You know, you're calling us a, a fraudulent number one seed. We want to make the most of that and show you wh- who we are, right. who we truly are. And, and that's just, it remains to be unseen. You know, I, I think it remains to be seen. Right. So. And now, now that Rondo is indefinitely out, as you said, Brian, there's really no excuse not to come back and win this. Right. You already it, got game one, or you got game three, rather, in Chicago. You win again tomorrow. You should win this series. There's no excuse. Even mm-hmm. being down 2-0, hearing the news that Rondo was out, that was the guy, that's the catalyst for their team. He might yeah. not be the big numbers guy in terms of scoring. That would be Jimmy Butler, but he's the guy that makes everything click. He's the, the cog in side. the machine. He is the key cog in the machine, and now that he's out, take advantage of it. And I'm and telling you, no you excuse. I'm telling you right now, if you play the Hawks or Wizards, you're done. Wow. Oh, you got to step it up. <laughs> it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. If they oh, who's winning that series? That's the one series I have not paid attention to. I think it's to. the Wizards. Yeah. I have um, no idea, actually. No, I don't <laughs> pay attention to be- that series at all. I believe it is the Wizards. That's the one series I know nothing about. That's but strange. Those teams, yeah. those teams are scary, yeah. and they can grab rebounds, too. And yeah. if you don't have... Wizards will be tough because of... Well, because those two have true centers, Markeith, right? Markeith, Morrison, yeah. Gortat. Dwight Howard. Gortat, and then you've got Dwight Howard with the Hawks. So. Yep, Paul Millsap. So I, it's going to be a tough test regardless. So everybody talking about how the Chicago Bulls series is going to be the tough, toughest series for them. You got another thing coming for for you because you got the Hawks or you got the Wizards. You got elite upon elite. Isaiah Thomas is not elite. He's a good player. He's a superstar on an, a fraudulent number one seed. Not Washington leads to nothing. On the cusp of being a superstar, not quite though. He's an All Star back to back years, and in my eyes, that's that's a superstar in the making. All right, quick break here on the Sports Blast. Five questions with Brian Roach coming up after this. So you own your own business. Got small ambitions for this business? Of course you don't. Got medium ambitions for this business? Of course you don't. Who has medium ambitions? You got big ambitions. If you're a growing business with big ambitions, you want to grow with Granger. Granger has the products, the services, and more importantly, the commitment you need. Total commitment. 
If you're a growing business, Granger's got your back. Call clickgranger.com or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Allergy sufferers are hearing a lot of numbers these days about symptoms and relief. But the number sufferers want most is zero, as in zero nasal allergy symptoms. And nothing gets you closer to zero than Nasacort. Because unlike antihistamines that stop only one cause of your allergy symptoms, Nasacort stops more. And stopping more gets you closer to zero. For 24-hour relief of your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, choose Nasacort. It stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Corporal John Vale was injured on patrol in Kuwait. The truck flipped. A vehicle landed on me. I realized I can't move my legs. I'm looking for one person, one contact that can help me. When John arrived at the VA, there was someone. Stephen Bush of Paralyzed Veterans of America. He helped John with his claim and became his advocate to get him back into life. When I approach someone that's newly injured, I want them to feel comfortable that they're not alone. For over 65 years, Paralyzed Veterans of America, through their national service officers, has helped hundreds of thousands of veterans get the care and benefits they've earned. And their service is free to America's veterans and their families. If you need help with a claim or just navigating the system, contact us at pva.org. Paralyzed Veterans of America, changing lives, building futures. My name is Sue Smith. I'm 38 years old, and I work at a graphic design company. Which is funny, because I couldn't even draw a stick figure when I was a kid. But I met someone who told me, you know what? You can do anything if you really want to. And if the teenage me were here, she'd tell you, I wouldn't be into drawing and art if it wasn't for big brothers, big sisters. Most kids from my neighborhood don't get into art. They get into trouble. But I was lucky because my big sister showed me early on that I didn't have to be like most people. And to the young me, that meant a lot. My big sister's name is Sheila, and Sheila is the reason that this eight-year-old grows up to have an amazing job as a graphic designer. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping big brothers, big sisters help a child. And that can last a lifetime. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Bruins staved off elimination against the Ottawa Senators 3-2 in double overtime yesterday after two controversial calls in the first OT period. Sean Corelli put home the game winner, which was his second goal of the night. Game six is tomorrow at the Garden. Puck drop is at 3 p.m. The Celtics also got a huge win on the road against the Chicago Bulls, beating them 104-97. It was their first win at the United Center since 2014. The team knocked down 17 threes en route to their victory. Game four at the United Center is tomorrow at 6.30. Other NBA news, Blake Griffin will miss the rest of the postseason for the Clippers with a broken toe. The Clippers currently lead the Jazz 2-1 in their series. The Red Sox were shut out 2-0 at Camden Yards last night. The Orioles got runs from Adam Jones and Manny Machado. Drew Pomeranz went five and a third, allowing two runs on five hits while striking out four. A little drama in the eighth inning. Manny Machado took out Dustin Pedroia on what appeared to be a late slide, attempting to break up a double play. Pedroia was forced to leave the game. No word yet on whether or not he's in the lineup tonight. And the Detroit Tigers have just placed slugger Miguel Cabrera on the 10-day disabled list with a groin injury. Those are your Sports Center updates. Be sure to listen live on ESPNNHradio.com as well as the TuneIn app. I'm Ashish Sharma. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues right now. Just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. Well, wait, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. It's time for five questions. Five is right up. Man, let me ask you something. I got a question. Only on ESPN New Hampshire. You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. 900 AM Nashua. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. Calm down. 12.50 AM Manchester. What did you say? And ESPNNHradio.com. Thank you for all your cooperation. I'm an idiot. I can't read. Kid can't <laughs> that read. clearly says 87. 
This whole time I've been saying 97. I'm sorry. Way to go. So, I'm sorry. It, yeah. it was a 17 yeah, no, point a 17 margin. point difference. I read that. I was just like, wait, yeah. what am I saying? No. The Celtics beat the Bulls 104 87. It's all right. You just can't. This whole read. time I've been saying 97 and well, no one's corrected was, me. You thought it was a closer game. Yeah. I No, I, I like it clearly says 87. I just, oh, I'm an idiot. I, uh, I just have, yeah. I can't even we, use it. We know you who can't. Gets the, I can't who gets those 10 points? I, you, okay. you and you can you and Brian can split those. Jimmy Butler and I can't even split use I can't use the I didn't have my coffee excuse today because I clearly had my coffee in front of you. Guys. I watched you. Yeah, mm. you watched as I drank my coffee. I know it's a turn on for you, Brian. Ridiculous. I'm sorry. Yeah, 104-87 was the final at Get the United right. Center last night. The whole show I've been saying 97. I apologize. Ridiculous. That I just for some reason take, took. 10 points away from the Celtics. This is why we that. can't have nice, nice things. Yeah, we can't have nice things because of this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, let's just come to five questions. Brian, you have five questions today, sir. I do. So, question one. <laughs> At least you don't do that. Is Mike having a stroke? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Mike, are you all right? <laughs> Francesca, what's going on? Are you all right, man? Mike, Mike. So, out of the two teams left in the playoffs, Bruins, Celtics, you can either pick one, none, or both. Who will still be playing next week when we come back? Well, I think the Celtics now with Rondo out will definitely come back and win. I expect them to come back and win this series. I shouldn't say definitely because anything can happen <laughs> with this team. I expect them to be back uh, in the second round after coming back and beating the Bulls uh, if they can play the way they did last night. Um, and you know what? The Bruins? What the hell? Yeah. They're going to storm back. They're going to win game six at the Garden. And they will upset the Ottawa Senators in game seven. Upset? Yeah. Yeah, because the Ottawa Senators were favored to win this. It will have, well, yeah. It, but it will have to go isn't back like to the Ottawa. four or five seed, basically? Whatever. They will come back <laughs> and beat the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, so you know what? Screw it. Yes. The Celtics <laughs> and the Bruins will storm back in both their series, and they will be back in the second round. They'll I'm come back in a couple weeks, and both will be eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go inside. Yeah, that's true. But I, I said by the time next week, but yeah. it's two weeks. Yeah. I'm going to coincide with Ashish because I feel like the Celtics do have a better chance with co-signing his, Rondo. Um, his, his, his answer. Co-signing. Yes, co-signing, yes. Nice. Coincide. Um, so with Raja Rondo being out, um, you know, the Celtics definitely have a, a better shot, and I think the energy's there and the work ethic, like I've been saying. So I, I think the Celtics have a great shot. Game six um, for, for the Bruins, um, I feel like they're going to come out and, and they're going to score three early goals. And, and then blow it? No. Uh. No, they'll, they'll, they'll give up one along the way. <laughs> okay. It'll be a three-to-one game. Oh, okay. All right? I see you. But then they go to Ottawa uh-huh. and they lose game in overtime? So I'm not going to agree with you. Oh, sheesh. I agree with you on the Celtics side of things, but they lose in Ottawa. So your loan uh, your loan was disapproved for the Bruins. Yes. It's all right. I don't go to co- another bank. I don't <laughs> co-sign The bank of Lozelle. Lozelle Agency? Yeah, that, that just, I'll go somewhere else. I'll go to the bank of Roach. All right. I, w- I wouldn't co-sign on that either. <laughs> Why? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, I, I think that the Celtics will advance out. I don't think the Bruins will. I think they'll lose at home. I think they'll lose in Game 7. I don't That's think they'll lose at home. They'll lose no, at home. No, they I think the energy home. at the Garden, they're going to feed off that, and they're going to win Game Really? Six. What happened the first two <laughs> games at the Garden? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they hey, lost. I was you know gonna, what? I going to be loud. I was going to put them on the spot if you didn't. Okay. I'm glad you did. Right. I was like, Game 1 and Game 2, I mean, they were up for that game, and they just didn't hey, show up. Hey, what's happened at the United Center of Actually, it was Game, game 3 and Game since 4. Since 2014, guys, with the Celtics, they've lost. Oh, yeah. wait, no, but last night they finally won once. So. Oh, oh, good yep. for them. Yep. Yep. That was without Rondo. Way to go. Yep. Yay. They're facing an eight seat. Ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Question two, guys. Someone help that man. <laughs> Is that a vacuum? So question two. Sounds like a whale dying. We're going to stay in the playoff situation, but focus mainly on the NBA. Surprise teams. That was obviously the Bucks, but like... N- name like a team that's gonna surprise you going into either the next round or like oh, I'll, I'll go. going further. Yeah, I think we have the same one. What? Bucks? No. Really? Utah Jazz. Really? Uh, well, now because Blake Griffin's out. Yeah. Why not? Play sure. the, play the cards, right? right? Uh, Gordon Hayward. He, he's he's on another level. 
Clippers like, are currently leading the series 2-1, correct? That's right. Yeah, yeah, they are. I should know. It's in my update. But then again, I don't know if I can trust my update. <laughs> but it, You can. It's written there. <laughs> Everything's written there correctly. You just can't read. I just can't read. <laughs> I, b- I, believe it, I believe that the Jazz win, they play the winner of Memphis or San Antonio. I could be wrong on that. but I might be right. I think I'm right. Because <laughs> I don't want to commit to that, but sure. But I'm just saying, if that's the case... I do like the Utah Jazz moving forward, and you know, anytime you no, have, they play the winner of Golden State. They play Golden. State. All right, that <laughs> that, that just blows my point out of the water. But um, they'll they'll move on to the next round. They'll okay. they'll make some noise against Golden State for like one or two games, but <laughs> they'll get swept. Yeah, mine's, mine's the Bucks, <laughs> okay. and I know I look. I know they blew out the Raptors in Game Three after trolling them with the Barney theme. Yeah. They blew them out in Game One too. They blew them out in Game One, and. Look, at the end of the day, it's still the Toronto Raptors. You know, this is when they're clicking on full on all cylinders. This is a badass team. Like, they've got DeMar DeRozan. They've got Kyle Lowry, who missed a lot of time during the regular season with an injury, but now he's back, and we know what he can do. Uh, they've got Serge Ibaka, who can crash the boards. This is a team that so far in this series has just underperformed. Mm-hmm. And f- I think for the most part, the Bucks are overachieving and surprising us, and I think that that'll continue to surprise us. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't expect them to win this. I mean, look, two one, they could lose the next one. It's all of a sudden two two, and the Raptors could take this, yeah. take control of the series again. Well, what, but what I, I think, think that the Bucks. Them. But I think if we're asking which team is most likely to surprise us and get into mm-hmm. the second round, going into the series, I didn't expect the Bucks to over or uh, even surprise beat. in the second round. I didn't too. expect the Bucks to. Well, for me, it's going into the second yeah. round. I think yeah, I I don't think anyone expected Milwaukee to beat the Raptors in this series. And it still could come uh, come true that the Bucks end up blowing well, this series and the think, Raptors come back. But I think that if we're talking about surprises, I think the Bucks beating the Raptors and advancing to the second round of the NBA playoffs. What, what I think hurt the Raptors the most, I mean, they, they traded for Serge Ibaka, but they gave away Terrence Ross. Right. Terrence Ross was Scoring really off like, their bench. Yeah, he was the guy coming off the bench, like the sixth man. And um, anytime you get rid of him... Then you add Serge Ibaka. I mean, you already have rebounding from Jonas Valanciunas. You got a couple of good power forwards coming off the bench like Patterson. Yeah. So I don't think they really needed Serge Ibaka. I think I would have rather kept uh, Terrence Ross for the scoring. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you would have had a two-headed, uh, three-headed monster with DeRozan, Lowry, and uh, Ross. Yeah. So I think it was a, a huge loss yeah. for the Raptors at the deadline. So my surprise team, Oklahoma City. I think... Uh, what Russell Westbrook is doing in the playoffs is insane, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to lead to wins. Uh, the, fir- uh, the first two games are like a mirage, I think, against Houston. Cause so you get to answer your own question, okay? Yeah. Keep well, going. I mean, there's only three of us. That's how it is. I feel like I, f- I feel like that's how it should go. I know? hear. You. It's okay. It's better than what I do. I'll ask the question and then I'll be like, before you guys answer. <laughs> Let me just, it's like- I wait. <laughs> I wait. I wait. You have manners. You I, do. I wait. do. All right. Sometimes. Question three, guys. I'm genuinely sad that he's retiring this year. <laughs> I am too. Like, uh, I'm going to miss it. We, so, we're not going to have any material to fill in that's BS. No, we're not. That's going to be tough. Yeah. He's, he's a recurring character <laughs> on that segment. <laughs> so, question three, staying with the surprises. Who's been your biggest surprise for the Red Sox this season? I know it's been a few weeks, so I just wanted to Biggest surprise for the Red Sox. It's been two weeks, yeah, Brian. Three uh, weeks. Mitch, uh, three weeks. I guess Mitch Moreland? I mean, he's the only one that I can really think of right now. Mitch is a good one. I'm um, Emmy Craig Kimbrell getting gonna, off to I, a hot start. I was going to say Kimbrell. Except for the blown save the other day where he gave up that home run to Kendris Morales on the second pitch. Yeah. Other than that, he's been good. He's been good. and I He's didn't been really that. good. He's, he's been, been very good. Straight he's been, filth. Yeah. He's been he's been fantastic. Not Chris good. Sale. He's been really Chris good. Chris Sale is not a no, surprise. That's a I guarantee. expected that. You expected, expected a .92 that. ERA? It's a guarantee. Dude, I expected him to be an ace. I expected he's him to be a Cy Young con- uh, contender. He is the furthest thing from a surprise. Um, I guess it's either Craig Kimbrell or Mitch Moreland. I mean, the guy's a, isn't Mitch Moreland leading all of baseball in doubles? Yes. Like he's the a, dude's he's a doubles machine. Right he is. And he started, I think, what, over his first 13? 12. 12. Over his first 12. Yeah. And then he just took off. Doubles. With the double. So I guess, yeah, Mitch Moreland for me. Yeah, I, w- I would say K- Craig Kimbrell. Um, I don't think we really expected him to punch out that many, you know, batters. Um, we expected a little more. Walks you know, he had a finger injury last year, right? He did. Yeah. 
No, I didn't he, know that. He, he went on the DL with uh, torn meniscus too, right? Yes. We're talking about Kimbrel. Um, that's not the injury that affected him all year. That you know what affected him all year? He had the a finger, finger injury. injury. Okay, so maybe that has to do with some it, of the walks. It, it did. It he mentioned did. It. the grip of the ball. Yeah. Also, that's also why he was always out of whatever character. it was doing. I also, like I know, I know it's premature because I think Drew Pomerantz has only only made three starts. That's and he, now, now the thing is, he did get lit up in his second start. But for the most part, his 2017 debut was phenomenal. If you think four Last runs night, is lit up. Well, okay, fine. Not it's lit up. Stephen like, Wright was lit up. Okay, fine. He wasn't lit <laughs> yeah, up. Eight runs. Rick Porcello eight, was lit but up. One inning. <laughs> fine. Drew Pomerantz. One inning. One in, the in third. His, in his first start, uh, was that against the Orioles? <laughs> yes. He yeah. was phenomenal. Second start, eh. Third start, decent. So, Decent. So he allowed two runs. <laughs> yeah, but five and a third. I want to see like seven He's innings. He's your number five starter. Okay, maybe I expect too much out of the <laughs> you number five Whoa. It, it was but funny. If you look on Periscope, like a sheesh had something in his mouth. Or like he in was my trying, throat. Yeah, he was like was trying, trying to, to burp off. or something. I was, I was trying to play it off. I was like, two runs. One run. So I think, yeah, Drew Pomeranz, I guess we'll give him a few more starts. But so far, kind of a pleasant surprise. We'll give him a call. Now, surprises don't always have to be a good thing. Okay. So I have two. Jackie Bradley. I have two surprises. Christian Vasquez, for his work at the plate, not just behind, because behind he's been magnificent. But in terms of hitting hitting, yeah. But such a small sample size. He started, like, what, four games? Hanley has been. a bad surprise? Hanley. Hanley has no home runs. He's looked sloppy at the plate. Yeah, how many games are we in? I, it's been like two weeks. Yeah, let, let him go. Flash forward a month, right. and Hanley's like playing at an all-star <laughs> level. Where I can't stop praising him. Yeah, be all that's right. what's gonna happen. Yeah. That's you. That's how long baseball seasons are. I can you, put Bogarts. you ridicule people, and Bogarts has been a pleasant surprise. He's hit like three hundred. Well, I'm saying he could be the. It's surpri- been a very a, a quiet three hundred of Bogarts. It is. Bogarts, though. Well, it's that's because like, he started off slow. Yeah. You just no, answered the question. But then shouldn't it be a that, loud that, 300? I'm doing that with every question. No, I'm saying he's a pleasant surprise. No, yeah. but the thing with, the right. thing with Xander surprise. Bogarts is I'm still waiting for the extra base hits and the power. You know, we haven't yeah. really seen the power if from Dustin Pedroia Bogarts. thought he got a hold of one last night. Wait, what do you yeah. want? Tulewinski power? Yeah. I thought Xander Bogarts. doesn't have I any. I honestly thought Xander, Bo- look, Xander Bogarts should have 25 home run power. I agree. Yeah, but his, his like um, follow through with the bat, mm-hmm. like the way he just lets it out. Is, is, it's like it's phenomenal, uncanny. Yeah, it's a very smooth swing. It is. It's the most beautiful swing I've seen since JD Drew. Yeah, it is. JD Drew has he had remarkable. a gorgeous swing. He does, and he but was he, so patient. Yeah, oh. but but for you some reason him? we all hated him. I do. Yeah, uh, you guys hated him. I loved him. I, I couldn't stand JD even Drew. even though he averaged twenty home I runs a year. Stephen Drew. Stephen Drew sucked. He was so yeah. overpaid though. JD Drew was making fourteen million dollars a year, which at the time was a lot of money. Uh, yes, okay. but he was still market. hitting twenty to twenty-five home runs a year and driving yeah. in eighty runs. He was yeah, still putting up numbers. It wasn't just that. It was the fact that he looked like he didn't give a crap. He was always hurt. He wasn't always hurt. He missed like oh. twenty games a year. That's not that bad. No, it's because he got hurt throughout his career. Yes, before he came. I don't to know. The I'd Sox. have to go back to o- <laughs> between 07 and 2011 and really like revisit JD Drew. You should and go and do your You'll be like, oh wow, he actually wasn't bad fact at all. Fact check, all right. <laughs> go fact check. All right, guys. Question four. <laughs> Sounds like us. So today. this is gonna be a quick one. Um, so the Red Sox have like a power outage uh, they haven't hit any home runs yeah and they're like aren't they second to last or dead last in the yeah, AL they're, yeah they're pretty bad right now there uh, uh, do you think this is a cause for concern for their run production um uh, the last uh, two uh, uh they've only hit one extra base hit the last two games it's been uh this they've, they've uh, been facing tough competition okay, i'm gonna say not yet yeah uh, because they haven't had their full complement of players since opening day. I mean, like, ha- Jackie Bradley Jr. just got back last night, but Xander Bogratz wasn't in the <laughs> Jackie Bradley. JBJ. Toy Hunter. Uh. Well, I'm just saying, since opening day, since opening day, they have not had their full one through nine. They still haven't. Yeah, they still haven't. They it. still haven't because Xander Bogart had the night off last night. And Dustin Pedroia is now hurt. And so, the, like, the thing is, since opening day, when's the last time that we saw their full starting one through nine? Opening freaking day. What, you want so, more continuity no, you didn't in even, the batting order? Did you even get the full yeah. lineup on opening day? I think you did. No, because Moreland 
um, had the flu. No, he started opening He day. did start, but he wasn't the Mitch Moreland we know today. I'm talking about who was physically present in he the He wasn't lineup. mentally physical. Who is the Mitch Moreland? <laughs> <laughs> the double. Will the Mick real double. Mitch Moreland please stand up? He's, he's the Mitch double. So, I mean, like, the thing is, I mean, am I... Am I a little bit concerned right now that Son the of a bitch. runs. Yeah, I am. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. I like that. <laughs> Ryan's the son of a Mitch right now. <laughs> but the thing is, with okay, with the lack of home runs, am I a little bit concerned? It's such yeah. Such an <laughs> Can you let me finish my point? Go Just ahead. make your point. I lost my train of thought. No, I, no. Look, I, I think that as the weather warms up, the bats will too. Mookie bets you rely on him for a lot of your power. Handley Ramirez, I think, will get going at some point. JBJ. I know you guys can't stand him, but he did hit 25 home runs last year. Right now, Pablo is your leading home run hitter. Yeah, Pablo. He has all opposite field. Three Pablo, runs, right? all opposite field yep. home runs. He's leading the team in homers, but he's like last an average on the team. Yes. It's a very interesting. Very timely home runs. Yeah. Yeah. Sheesh, you're acting like the bats are in a, a, an oven. They like, are. The bats are going to cook. <laughs> like, I, look, look, I'm not Well, no, ready. that's I'm dangerous because then they'll catch on fire. Yeah, it's just a whole fire. thing. Look, this I heard my thumb this week, so I don't want to talk about fire. this team... Was one of the best offenses we've seen last year. Granted, yeah, they had David Ortiz back then, and uh, they have some back new players then? now. Uh, last year, we're getting a little back silly then. on the show now. Um, so I'm, I'm taking forever to answer the qu- yeah, this question. Yeah, I'm sorry, just gonna I'm go not, on. Go, question five. Go, yeah, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just taking up all the airtime on this. My answer is, <laughs> I think they'll be fine, a, a little above average. Okay, I don't think they're gonna be great at hitting home runs, right? But I don't think they're gonna be extremely bad. Right. They have the players in place to do so yep. and the talent and the averages to do so. But my problem is they just don't have that, that power knack. Yeah. They'll okay. find it. Yeah. I, I think um, Marlon's going to hit for 20, 25. I think Hanley's going to hit 20 for 25. I think Mookie's going to be somewhere close to 20. I don't think he's going to have a, a, the best year like people think he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jackie Bradley, I mean, Probably ten at the most. <laughs> Six. Twenty-five. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see them being a really big hit home run, home running team. What's good is that all of them can hit up and down the lineup, so they don't have to score runs with home runs. Yeah, but the problem is their offense has been just lacking the last couple of games. Yeah, they, they need to find that. Yeah, they need to go back to what got them into success mode last year, despite Ortiz's absence. Right. They gotta find what makes them click. All right, one last question, guys. And I'll make the it young quick. Guys. Go. Question five. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The game you're looking most, uh, you're most looking forward to on the Patriots schedule. Uh, really let's see. The week seven schedule. rematch: Pats Falcons. I think that's the one that I'm probably I've got circled on my calendar. I think I want to see the Super Bowl rematch. I think it's what December. I think it's like Christmas Eve. It's yeah, they the are Dolphins playing on Christmas game. Eve. Yeah, okay. Really, the Dolphins, Mark? Yes, because Jar- you heard Jarvis Landry. Jar- Jarvis Landry, the Dolphins will sweep the Patriots. Dumbass. This year. They'll sweep the Patriots. No, they won't. The Patriots are probably going to go 16-0. Everyone knows the game I'm looking forward to. I'll be there. Ma- Can you please oh, yeah. answer this question for me? Why Why the fascination with Cam Carolina? Why the fascination yeah. with he's, the Carolina Panthers? He's, he's, a, he's a good player. Brian's fascination with Cam Newton is borderline sexual. <laughs> Thanks. It is. <laughs> it is. It's like... It's it's a don't excessive. tell don't tell anyone. But He's I'll like, be having <laughs> a Cam Newton jersey underneath the Patriots. Are you having a party jersey? Are you gonna be having a party a Cam Newton party? You're gonna have Fig Newtons. You're gonna have. No, I don't like Fig Newtons. I like the strawberry. No, I hate Fig Newtons. One other game before I don't know anyone who likes before we those. go to break. Yeah, Oakland Raiders. Oh yeah. Because Mexico City. I'm telling you right now, if Marshawn Lynch doesn't agree oh, on that, that, that one point like five million dollar, well, he has to be margin. traded. Was it? He has to be traded. Yeah. To the Oakland Raiders. So I, Seattle has to agree to that first. Well, hold on. Whoa. Okay. I, I think that <laughs> if the Raiders fall through with this. Patriots are in on him? Patriots are in on him. They don't have okay. room. They just and extended James White. They have Deion Lewis. They have they got plenty Rex of room. They, have, they just signed Mark, Mike Gillensley to an offer sheet, which the Bills won't match. That's four running backs already. All right. Fine. We need to go to break. You really think that they're going to go after Marshawn Lynch? We can talk about yes, this I after do. the break. And, and you know what? If they do, good for them. <laughs> after the because break. Because they had the leverage. <laughs> I, I Shut do. up, Brian. I want to hear about your burn story, by the way, as well. You want to hear it now? No, no. After no, no the I'm the blast off. Mark oh, will explain gonna, to us how he burned you. his thumb. Okay. Sounds good. Great. Well, hopefully he doesn't end up on the deal. We have some time coming, yep. off anyway, coming yep. up anyways. En- so. Enjoy the break, listeners. Yep. All right. We're going to break. We'll be back with the blast off. 
1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. So you own your own business. Got small ambitions for this business? Of course you don't. Got medium ambitions for this business? Of course you don't. Who has medium ambitions? You got big ambitions. If you're a growing business with big ambitions, you want to grow with Granger. Granger has the products, the services, and more importantly, the commitment you need. Total commitment. If you're a growing business, Granger's got your back. Call clickgranger.com or stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Allergy sufferers are hearing a lot of numbers these days about symptoms and relief. But the number sufferers want most is zero, as in zero nasal allergy symptoms. And nothing gets you closer to zero than Nasacort. Because unlike antihistamines that stop only one cause of your allergy symptoms, Nasacort stops more. And stopping more gets you closer to zero. For 24-hour relief of your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, choose Nasacort. It stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Hi, I'm Anthony Munoz, formerly of the Cincinnati Bengals. I was fortunate to have played left tackle for 13 years with the same team, twice in Super Bowls and 11 consecutive years in the Pro Bowl. I said fortunate, not lucky, because I maintain a good work ethic and plan for my good health. Working out regularly, I didn't take unnecessary risks. I also wore pads, helmet, and other protective equipment to keep me safe. I'm honored to help the Good Samaritan program and its desire to get soldiers, Marines, and civilians to help reduce mishaps. Team effort is another concept I use throughout my career. Teammates helping teammates will work. The lessons I've learned in my football career can be applied to traffic and off-duty safety. The right equipment like seat belts, helmets, and motorcycles, and high-risk activities and goggles or glasses will help reduce mishaps. Don't depend on luck to keep you alive. It's better to plan for your future and for your safety. It simply takes a momentary loss of attention to land you on the bench, sidelines, or worse. At the American Lung Association, we're fighting for a day when we can all breathe easier. We're fighting for clear skies over every city and healthy lungs throughout the country. We're fighting to keep harmful secondhand smoke out of our public spaces and workplaces and fighting to free millions of Americans from the addictive grip of tobacco and the devastating effects of lung disease. We're fighting for a day when kids no longer battle airborne poisons in their own homes or the fear of an asthma attack. The American Lung Association isn't just fighting for air, we're fighting for all the things that make it worth breathing, and we can use your help. Join us in the fight. Visit fightingforair.org and read about just a few of the many ways the American Lung Association is fighting to protect the air we breathe, both indoors and out. See what you can do at fightingforair.org. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Bruins avoided elimination last night in Ottawa, winning 3-2 in double overtime after two controversial calls in the first OT. Sean Corelli put home the game winner, which was his second of the game. Game six is tomorrow at the Garden. Puck drop is at 3 p.m. The Celtics also got a huge win on the road against the Chicago Bulls, beating them 104-87, not 97. It was their first win at the United Center since 2014. The team knocked down 17 threes in their victory. Game four at the United Center is tomorrow at 6.30. Other NBA news, Blake Griffin will miss the rest of the postseason for the Clippers with a broken toe. The Clippers currently lead the Jazz 2-1 in their series. The Red Sox were shut out 2-0 at Camden Yards last night. The Orioles got runs from Adam Jones and Manny Machado. Drew Pomeranz went 5-3, allowing two runs on five hits while striking out four. A little drama in the eighth inning. Manny Machado took out Dustin Pedroia at second base while attempting to break up a double play. Pedroia was forced to leave the game. No word yet on whether or not he'll play. My guess is no. And the Detroit Tigers have just placed slugger Miguel Cabrera on the 10-day disabled list with a groin injury. Those are your sports center updates. Be sure to listen live on ESPNNHradio.com as well as the TuneIn app. And I'm Ashish Sharma. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Plus continues right now. Sorry, I was just feeling a little silly on the update. So we really don't have an update on whether or not Pedroia is going to play tonight. But I wouldn't count on it. Stop being silly. 
Okay, so. fine. Let's let's get a little sillier. You said you were gonna explain to us what you did to your thumb. For those who are listening, Mark yeah. has a big ass blister on his thumb. How yeah, did, did you burn it? Pretty gross. Yeah. Um. So I was making pasta. Um. Leftover pasta. Put pasta it, knack? Leftover Put, pasta. No. Do you have a knack for I, pasta? I have a knack for pasta. You're right. Ah. Um, I put it in a, cer- a ceramic bowl. <laughs> I put it in a ceramic bowl. as leftovers from Easter. And I put it in a microwave for at least four minutes. Um, little did I know that ceramic and heat usually doesn't mix. Kind of melts it, you know. So after the buzzer rang from the microwave... I went right in because I was so hungry, right? I, w- I stuck my uh, my hand in, and my thumb got stuck on the bowl, right? Oh, God. So it was... That's gross. It, yeah, but sheesh, it How was... How hot the, does it have to be for that Oh, bathroom? my God, it was burning, burning sensation. I never felt so, so much pain in my life. So it was stuck on the bowl, right? So I had to rip my thumb off of the bowl, and the only way I could do it is if I threw the bowl out of the microwave... With my force, okay? So I lost my pasta, I shattered the bowl, and I burnt my thumb. Insult to injury. Like, are you kidding me? I didn't get to eat my pasta. I wanted to go to the gym after eating pasta. And instead, I got a burnt thumb with a gigantic blister that I will pop soon and put a band-aid on. That was was the worst pain of my entire life. It hurt. Sorry, the blister... Imagery is just too gross. Yeah, it's nice. You don't need the mental image. It's yeah. like sitting right next to my seat. It's well, I'm just like talking that. about the popping. You didn't like, have to oh. explain that. Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to take a, a nice little flaming needle to it. Pop it up. Why that's does it have to be a flaming needle? Because, because it's, you can't you can't just use a regular needle. You get infected. You got to burn it. And then you twist it so that you, know, you, you don't. You twist it. Yeah, he just twists. I'm sure the audience really would love to know more about how Mark plans to pop his blister. Yeah. I, that, Next week we can talk so, about so after hey, teenagers you, after you, you pop, pop a pimple. It. After you <laughs> pop it. it. Back pimple? After you pop it, liquid comes out of it. Oh, my God, stop. <laughs> At least oh. not pus. pus oh, you know? my God. Hey, so the schedule for the Patriots was released. Let's talk more about that. We but did talk about still, it. Oh, we already did. Oh, my God. We did. So we're off uh, next week. So we I, I really We're always hope. off. That's why I'm so glad that. All this crap happened this week, you know, between Aaron Hernandez, the Celtics, the Bruins. Gave us Dustin something Pedroia, to talk about. Gave yeah. us something to talk about. Hopefully it's a very simple, plain week next week so I don't feel like we're missing anything. But honestly. It's going to be a lot that what, when, what do you think is going to happen tonight with uh, Manny Machado? Is he getting beaned tonight or are they going to wait Can you say tomorrow? Machado like a normal pu- Manny person? Machado. No, it's Machado. Machado. It's Machado. Machado. And you went back and forth in your updates 75 times. One time you said Machado, then you said Machado. Machado. I've always Machado. said Manny Machado. It's Machado. That's fine if it's Machado. I say Machado. It's, it's not an S. Yeah. It's not M-A-C-H-A-D-O. Machado. 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 So it's not Miguel Cabrera? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. It is. No, I, I think that. Oh, wow. I don't think Machado is going to get beamed. I don't. I think they're going to leave it until the next series when the series is at Fenway, when the crowd's going to get into it. Yeah. That's the only way to do it. That's how you start yeah, a rivalry. Do it, do it in front of your home crowd. Yeah, why not? Although, if they start Have something Have Chris here, Sale hit him with a 98-mile-per-hour fastball Or just, the, just, just do it cheeks. right now. Just do it right now and have this carry over for the rest of the season. I like to Start something with Orioles. I like the Joe Kelly opportunity. No, I, I think it's better. Fastball to the head. Chris Sale throws 98. I swear to God, Stephen Wright just decides to take it upon himself and throws a knuckleball at him. What the hell was without, that? Without even telling the team, he just does it on his own. Or an 88-mile-an-hour fastball, but still, like, Machado's going to be like, seriously? It's a curveball. Take that. <laughs> Ten that seconds. Take that, Manny. All right, well, we got to get out of here. Um, we are off next week, as I mentioned, so we'll see you in two weeks. For Brian Roach and Mark Lizell, I'm Ashish Sharma. Enjoy your week, everyone. Bye. See you in a couple. Peace. Bye-bye. <laughs>